Come here. Get off. Welcome to this week's episode of The Turn On. We're reading The Awakening by Rebel Miller. It was published in 2015. This story has a lot going on. We're going to read an excerpt um, from a larger book. The larger book is a part of a series. All of it has a lot going on. We'll get into that a little bit. We don't want to give too much away in order to uh, leave you with some leave you with some, something to uh, something to wonder about yeah. and a reason it's, to read the series. Yeah, Nonetheless, it's a speculative fiction. Um, it's a speculative fiction piece and. We about to get started. So sit back, relax, get your wine, your weed, your accoutrements, and enjoy. Awakening by Rebel Miller. What do you want? I want you. I stared at him, mouth agape. He'd obviously lost his mind, so I need to spell things out for him. Gannon... I began cautiously. Senators don't have relationships with subordinates. They have affairs and liaisons which are kept secret. Anger rose within me as I reminded him of the reality of our worlds. I won't be used that way and it offends me that you would seriously suggest it. Who cares what we can or can't do? That's easy for you to say. Rules are made to be broken, Kira, he ground out. I gave him a pitying look. Gannon, please. The fact that you think I would use you? Gannon turned on his heel but abruptly stopped partway to face me once again. Is it only my status that's the problem? What else would it be? What about Ty? I glanced away. Ty doesn't want me, I said with a shrug of feigned nonchalance. I loved Ty, but he didn't love me, so I would have to find a way to deal with that. I want you, and I know you want me. I threw my hands in the air. We're going around in circles, Gannon. Okay, yes, I want you more than I want to admit. I'm so blasted desperate for you at times I can't even think straight and it confuses me, but we can't have anything more than this, whatever this is. His eyes glittered in the dim light of the room as he approached me slowly, his head cocked. You're desperate for me? I couldn't help but roll my eyes. That's what you took away from what I said? He came to stand in front of me, his chest brushing against my breast as his lips curved into a smirk. Desperate I can work with. He suddenly appeared his usual self, powerful, arrogant, and in control. Three characteristics that made me weak when it came to Ganon Consul. My heart leapt even as I started to turn my head away. He placed a hand at the nape of my neck, stopping me. Watching me closely, he eased his hand into the back of my hair, kneading the small muscles of my scalp as he went. I tried to muffle a sigh of pleasure and ended up groaning instead. I closed my eyes, pushing the back of my head against the steady pressure of his exploring fingers. I shouldn't be allowing you to do this, I whispered as I opened my eyes. A few moments later, Gannon moved his hands back to my neck, then around my shoulders and massaged away the tension of the minister's meeting and the argument with Ty. His steady touch lulled me into a sense of security. 
I closed my eyes, startled when Gannon's hands curved around my back and he pulled me flush against him. He stared at me with a feral and hungry expression. I tried to lean back, wanting to resist the way the warmth of his body drew me in, but he held me in a firm embrace. Tell me you want me. I shook my head, biting down hard on my bottom lip. He narrowed his eyes as his heart pounded heavily just above my breast. After a long moment considering me, he lowered his mouth. My body readied itself immediately for his kiss, softening and leaning into him. I sighed as I raised my mouth and, with a heavy dose of shame, flushed when he dipped his head to place a light kiss at my cheek instead. Hoss, could I be an easier conquest? He chuckled. Are you still trying to deny what's between us? He asked when he licked just below my jaw. Tell me what you want. I sighed. I want you to kiss me. He nipped my neck with the edge of his teeth. No, you want more than that. Tell me, he demanded. My body trembled at the steel in his voice. I started to pant, my lungs trying to stay ahead of my leaping pulse. Its pace only increased when he ran his tongue over my lips, giving me a taste of what I wanted, but refused stubbornly to admit. All above, I wanted to be a stronger woman, but the man I had loved for years didn't want me, and the one I couldn't stop thinking about was more than willing to have me. In that moment, I was tired of fighting him. Gannon understood the terms of our reality as well as I did, maybe even more. I would take what he was offering and enjoy it for what it was. Leaning back, I held his gaze and took a deep breath. <sighs> I want you to fuck me. I barely got the words out before he captured my mouth with his. He moved both hands to the sides of my face, holding me in place. Instantly, I was lost to an overwhelming assault of his crisp and sharp taste. Gasping, I grabbed the front of his shirt to steady myself as he forced me to walk backward. At the same time, I ran my hands over the front of his chest to locate each of the buttons of his jacket. I blindly opened them and then groaned when I found a shirt underneath. Too many clothes, I complained as his teeth grazed my lips. He grunted and stopped our blind trek. We continued kissing even as he removed the shirt swiftly, his moves as agitated as mine had been. I trailed trembling hands along his jaw and into the lushness of his hair. When he'd freed himself from the clothing, he tackled the buttons running down the front of my dress. I had taken special care when getting dressed that morning, wanting to be sure that I looked as professional and capable as possible. My knee-length black dress was sleek and sophisticated, its only embellishment a woven belt that buckled to the side. I thought it looked smart and gave me a proficient air. Gannon couldn't have cared less. I stood panting into the heat of his kisses while he tugged at the buttons, most surviving his onslaught while the rest made rapping sounds as they fell to the wood floors. Soon I took matters into my own hands and managed to remove my belt without it coming to any harm. Gannon leaned back. His eyes shone bright as they ran down the length of my body. Now that my dress had been wrangled open, I allowed it to fall from my shoulders and stood before him in my bra, panties, Sheer black leggings and high heel boots. Nostrils flared, he swallowed hard before placing a hand against the floor-to-ceiling window behind me and pushing me harshly against it. 
I jolted upon impact, arching away from the coolness of the glass at my back. He surged forward, capturing my mouth once again. Wait, I said against his lips. Startled, he pulled away to look down at me with troubled eyes, his chest heaving. Did I hurt you? I shook my head, lowering my eyes to his chest and drinking in the sight of him with sputtering breaths. I'd known Gannon was fit, but I hadn't realized just how much his clothing hid from my imagination. I splayed my fingers, running them along the thick planes of muscle on his arms, shoulder, and chest. His breath hitched as I trailed a path across his nipples and down to a taunt waist that looked to be carved out of stone. I circled his navel and ran my tongue along my bottom lip as I imagined licking him there. Gannon's hold on my waist tightened sharply. I glanced up to find him staring at me with a hunger that sent a shiver up my spine. If he was intimidating before, watching the transformation that came over him when lust came to life between us was nothing short of heart-stopping. Face tense, he brought up his wrist to my eye level. My health data is current. I can show you. I smiled when he showed me the information on his comm. Thank you, I said, suddenly shy. I'm on birth control. I moved to show him my own record of health, but he stopped me by sliding a hand around my neck and running a thumb along my jaw. I trust you he said. The flickering lights coming through the window reflected in his eyes, changing them from silver blue to sea blue and everything in between. The hand resting behind me lowered to unclasp my bra. I shifted to let it join my dress on the floor. Gannon parted his lips as he placed a hand under one of my breasts, feeling its heavy weight and molding it as he thumbed the puckered nipple. I sighed at the intensity of the sensation that swept through me. My skin was on fire, kindling, burning for release. No doubt Gannon could feel the scorching heat assailing my body. He closed his eyes briefly, and the look he gave me when he reopened them was almost hostile. He kissed me then, taking my lips so harshly that they were sure to be bruised the next day. The thought of being marked by his passion sent unexpected thrill through me. Gannon forced his way past my lips and licked forcefully to gain entry. Still stroking my breast, he raised his other hand to my hair, his fingers curling into it tightly. I cringed at the bite of pain, but my heart sped when he soothed my scalp with a knowing touch soon after. I lapped after his tongue on my own, trying to taste every part of him. Suddenly, he shifted and placed his hands behind my thighs, lifting me off the ground. As he licked deeper into my mouth, our tongues danced around each other. Meanwhile, I clawed at his back, trying to get closer, even though we were already skin to skin. Gannon turned and carried me the short distance to his dimly lit bedroom. I reveled in the pressure of his weight on me as he lowered us to the bed. Now cradling him between my hips, I became desperate to feel him inside me and writhed against his heavy arousal, but Gannon's hand was suddenly at my hip, holding me still. Don't move, he said tightly giving me a desperate look that flooded my brain with a new wave of heat. Responding to the desire evident in his gaze, I ran my hands over his chest and down his waist. A thrill of anticipation blazed through me as I reached for the thickness of his cock. I frowned when Gannon grabbed my hands and pressed them beside my head. Don't move these either. He threw me a curious look before he leaned over me, pressing me deep into the bed. 
Gannon kissed and licked every inch of skin down my neck and across my chest. He laughed at my breasts, making me gasp when he nipped at their puckered buds. I lifted my head, wanting to watch him as he owned my body, but I couldn't see him through his disheveled hair. Without thinking, I smoothed it back. I had only a moment to relish the cool locks between my fingers before Gannon landed a swift slap on my thigh. The stinging pain that bloomed made me cry out. He considered me carefully. You moved, he said by way of explanation. I stared at him, not sure what to make of the slap, his nonchalance, or the way my body ignited in response to both. Holding his gaze, I slowly lifted my hand, lifting it beside my head once again. I realized that he wanted me available to him, at his mercy, and waiting for his direction. Somewhere inside me, I thought I should have felt affronted, but who was I fooling? I wasn't a virgin. I had friends who desired a bit of pain and aggression with their sex. I just had never believed myself to be like them. It seemed Gannon had awakened a need inside me that had lain dormant, seeking the right circumstance or person to give it reason to rise. Gannon grinned wickedly as he pushed up and off of me to stand beside the bed, dragging my legs and panties with him as he went. When he reached my boots, he unzipped them and tugged everything off. I only had to lift my hips to help him. He seemed more than capable in this area. My eyes narrowed as he started to unbuckle his pants. A man of Gannon's stature and looks probably has more than one of these liaisons going on at any one time. The thought had popped into my mind many times before, and I had found comfort in it as I deflected his advances. But now, as I lay before him, naked in his private apartment, waiting for him to fuck me as I had requested, No, as I had begged him to, it stung. Grow up, metallurgist. I knew what this was. I wouldn't let my heart get involved, and surely Gannon wouldn't. I didn't have time to follow the unsettling turn of my thoughts further after Gannon finally stood completely naked before me. My mouth went dry. I clenched my hands, fighting off the urge to reach for him. The rest of him was even more imposingly beautiful than I'd anticipated. His cock was long, thick, and so hard it curved up to tap against his taunt belly. Roughly, he ran a hand along the length of it, stroking it from root to tip, where a pearly gleam glistened and beckoned. I pressed my lips together, anxious to get started, to feel deep inside me the power that radiated off him. I glanced up to find his eyes roving over my breasts and waist to land between my thighs, where I enjoyed the heat of his gaze. He climbed back onto the bed, running a hand up my inner thigh as he approached. Thy tau falara, he muttered, almost reverently. I only needed to know the meaning of falara to know he was admiring me, calling me beautiful. I flushed at the sound of the foreign language on his tongue. It was one of the sexiest things I'd ever heard. Desperate, I opened my thighs wider, seeking to entice him since I couldn't touch him and bend him to my will. My body rejoiced the moment he took my mouth, igniting the very core of me. The ache between my legs deepened agonizingly, making me so wet I was certain he could smell my arousal. When he dragged his blunt fingers through the slick folds of my sex, I couldn't stand it anymore. I thrust both my hands into his hair, pulling him down to me. 
For a few exhilarating seconds, I sucked greedily at his lips, his tongue, and the skin around his mouth, trying to taste as much as I could. Though he had promised it, I still cried out in surprise when he slapped me again, this time much harder and on the other thigh. I squeezed my eyes shut and panted through the pain that groaned as it faded into a dull heat. Gannon ran a palm over the tingling spot on my thigh. You okay? I opened my eyes to find him watching me. From his careful expression, I knew he was wondering whether I was still with him, whether I could handle it. I licked my lips. You seem so much stronger than that. Gannon's nostrils flared as deep satisfaction filled his face. He kissed me with a new sense of urgency and repositioned himself and ran his arms up mine and grabbed my wrist. Finally, I felt his cock nudge at my sex. With a quick shift in position, he thrust into me so hard I bounced up the bed. I cried out, clenching my fists as I tightened around every inch he buried inside me. Fuck, he ground out as I became more frantic in response to his thrust. He ran a hand along the side of my neck, his fingers stroking firmly against my pulse. My heart stuttered and I gasped. A second later, I calmed down enough for him to regain control of our pace. Gannon, I begged. I know, Lara, he said. I flushed when he used the endearing abbreviation of Falara. He thrust again. My body clenched around his cock so tightly I felt tears well into my eyes. Gannon's deep groan vibrated through the bed. All of a sudden, an unwanted thought entered my mind. What if I couldn't reach orgasm? I would be mortified and inconsolable. I've been close before during sex. Never as close as this, but it was a possibility all the same. I squeezed my eyes shut, trying to drive away the idea. Look at me, Gannon said, his chest laboring. I dragged my lids open. I want your eyes on me when you come. He stared into my eyes as he forced himself deeper still on his next thrust. I nodded reflexively, wondering how I would manage that feat. If he got me to orgasm, I would probably lose all control of my body's coordination. I was nearly incoherent with arousal as it was. As soon as the thought entered my mind, I felt a flutter deep within me. I grasped at it desperately, knowing that I was almost there. Gannon must have sensed how near I was to the edge. His pace increased and strengthened. He was a piston, fucking in and out of my body so hard I thought I would combust for the sheer ferocity of his thrust. Suddenly, I felt him stiffen and lengthen almost painfully inside me. Kira, he whispered hoarsely. His movements became less coordinated above me, so I took advantage of his lack of control to slip my hand into his hair. I grabbed a fistful of it, pulling his mouth back to mine. He groaned just as I felt my body tighten, then splinter into the most achingly deep orgasm I had ever had. I cried out his name as he pounded into me again and again. His body shook as he forced himself ever deeper inside me, the power of his orgasm visible in every vein standing in relief along his neck and shoulders. He collapsed on top of me. I threw my arms around him, holding him close as the wake of our orgasms rippled through our bodies. Eventually, after an exquisitely long time, our breathing and pulses slowed. Gannon eased up and rested a cheek on one of his fists as he stared down at me. Using his other hand, he traced undefined shapes onto my shoulder. I smiled at him. 
gods. He was so beautiful. A stunning sculpture come to life. His meandering gaze met my own, pinning me into the bed. The way he looked at me both confused and electrified me. This is just a temporary diversion. I repeated the phrase over and over in my head, holding on to it. I fidgeted a bit under his weight and he shifted his hips, dragging his cock out of me as he moved to rest at my side. He was still hard, which was only mildly surprising me. He was the most virile man I'd ever had sex with. You certainly know how to get your way, don't you? I murmured, running a finger along the side of his face and up across his hairline. He smiled, then planted a loud kiss on my mouth. Female citizens everywhere must have stories to tell, I added. His smile slipped a bit. I guess when you can give orgasms like that, I shouldn't be surprised, I said, watching his hair fall through my fingers. Thank you. I looked into his eyes to find his gaze had shuddered. I stayed my hand. What? Are you thanking me for fucking you? That's not what I... Then what did you mean? I hesitated. Telling him he'd finally given me the type of orgasm I'd been searching for didn't seem to be a remark he would approve of. And truthfully, it wasn't the reason I had thanked him. I was trying to put distance between us to remind him and myself both that this was only temporary, for fun. He pushed himself off me to sit at the edge of the bed. For a full minute, he sat in silence, looking away from me with his hands clenched. He seemed to be caught in a deep struggle with himself. I lay behind him, feeling the need to do something, but afraid to say anything. The tension in the room elevated with our every breath. Finally, he turned to me on a heavy breath as though he had come to some difficult decision. I guess that will have to be enough, he said, before pressing his body on top of me and easing into me again. Welcome back. That was Awakening by Rebel Miller. This was a hot and steamy one. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that stood out to me was this. Well, you know what? Before we get into this scene, Kimria, will you set the scene and just kind of give us a little bit back, a little bit of background on the story itself? So as you mentioned at the top of the show, this book is part of a series and it's the Realm series and it's speculative fiction. So it's like fiction of like a future world and the people in this world look all kinds of ways. So Kira is a black woman, like she's on the cover. It's clear when they describe her, she's black, like her boss is like blue and has blonde hair and like people look all kinds of ways and so race isn't necessarily a thing they just describe how they look and so in the realm there's lots of different worlds and that's why there's lots of different types of people because they all come from different worlds and they mix um kira um is part of a cast that is thought of as being lower on the 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 uh, hierarchy Within so within the, within the realm, they're a cast. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so Kira is in a lower cast. And Ganon, uh, whose last name is Consul, because 
that's the level that he sits at. Um, it's like his family job. It's like back so when like, like people used to be. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Kira's last name is Metallurgist, which you hear her refer to herself as at one point when she's telling herself to calm down. And so that's um, like her family work or whatever. It's like, like back in the day when like if you were a blacksmith, that was your... Uh, no, like like in America, where okay. back in the day, if you were a blacksmith, that was your last name. Cause that's Smith. what the fuck mm-hmm. you did. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so she has this one person, Ty, who is a family friend who she is in love with. And we hear her talking about that. And he does actually love her, but he is reluctant to to develop anything with her because of the family ties. And then you have Gannon, who she met at work who clearly wants to have some type of relationship with her. We got to read the book to find out what kind of relationship. Um, And so she is struggling even in the scene, even as she is in the act of having sex with the way that she feels about both of these men. Okay. So what stood out to me first was that this was a forbidden love or Mm -hmm. a forbidden tryst. Yeah. In her mind, because they are not of the same cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and she, and throughout the entire situation, she's, even if she's enjoying it, she's talking herself out of it. She just can't get out of her head to, to just enjoy what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. You, have you ever had a situation like that? (laughs) I mean, I think those are two different questions, right? One of them is, 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 have I ever been in a situation that felt forbidden? No, Mm -hmm. I don't think I have. Um, I have been in situations where I had to like ask somebody permission about whether or not mm-hmm. <laughs> I could move forward and I'm a grown up. So I did. Yeah. Um, have I been in situations that I knew that I thought what was bad for me? Is that the other part? Well, not even that that was bad for you, but just your, well, yeah, that you had to talk yourself out of that you wanted to talk yourself out of or. Mm-hmm. You had to talk yourself through, not even out of, but just yeah through the situation. Um, sure, but it was in my twenties, so the talking didn't stick, and I ended up going forward with some fuck shit. Well, I, I was going, I was going before I even answered the question. I was going to put all your business out and say, oh, you know, okay. like <laughs> even like this relationship now mm-hmm. that you're in, um, you know, like when you're coming out of. A, a, t- a bad or a toxic or a dysfunctional relationship and mm-hmm. you go into something new don't you find yourself even now with your current partner <laughs> i roll my eyes because she calls him her partner um that's some total like realm shit like this is my partner we sync bands but anyway <laughs> no it is some um... I don't really fuck with the patriarchy or gender roles or norms and I don't like the idea of and I'm grown so saying I have a boyfriend is dumb don't yuck my young bitch <laughs> to me um, sorry <laughs> no your little man friend you know, as somebody's auntie was like your little man friend but you know like i think that when you know good bad or indifferent you mm-hmm. talk yourself through you know yeah. okay calm down self right this is not a red flag actually or this, this is, is not, or it is flag. a red flag or and, this is something right. put a note in it we need to talk about this later to figure out yeah. what color flag this is <laughs> Yes. Um, a lot of it, I think, is me trying to make sure that I'm not falling into old habits and making sure that I am giving a turning a clear eye to my current situation 
and not letting it be colored by past things, right? So like, it's like if a nigga gonna fuck up, let him fuck up on his own merits, not on somebody else's, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So what works for me is not just talking to myself, which I do talk myself through it, but also talk to you mm-hmm. about it. I talk to my therapist about it and probably just as importantly as I talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that makes me feel like, huh, okay. Icky. Then I have a conversation with him about it and I ask questions and I don't assume and I don't, you know, keep the conversation internal where shit can lead you to chasing your tail. You know, I ask questions and I try to get it out. So, yes, I guess so. What about you? <laughs> um, I think that I mean, I've yeah, I talk to myself all the time and I find <laughs> myself quite interesting in the past, Bitch. I found myself, you know, talking, you know, talking myself into, mm. you know, or out of a situation, you know, just like this ain't right. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Don't do it. But post-divorce, um, particularly early on when I, you know, was first like just getting my feet wet. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> just getting my pussy wet. <laughs> um, well, this stayed wet. But y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> um. You know, you find yourself, you know, in the first, you know, like, I remember the first, like, situation that I was kind of dealing with. And, <laughs> and it was a lot of like, okay, what are you doing? Do you like this? Where where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. How about we not trip about where we're going? How about we just enjoy the fact that he yes. likes to do, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I find myself, you know, I found myself talking to myself like mm-hmm. but in an act while we're doing the do yeah i talk to myself all the time i mean do i try you? well no let me not say that um i hit a point where i talk to myself i mean mm-hmm. i talk to myself and then there's a point where i just shut that off mm-hmm. because it's just like okay girl let's you know i think so much of sex and sexual experiences is just about being in the moment yeah, and present. enjoying it and being present mm-hmm. And just, you know, like, how does this hand feel on this titty right Right. now? As opposed to being like, the hand is coming to the titty. The hand is coming to the titty. It's coming to the titty. It's coming to the titty. And so, um, yeah, uh, up until a certain point, Mm -hmm. I'm talking to myself like, okay, girl. Because, you know, we were talking about in the other episode about how, you know, you get to a point where you're having foreplay, doing whatever. It's fun. It's like, okay, let's 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 do it. Stick it in. Um, and so I think once we, uh, once I get to the, okay, this was fun. Let's, you can shut it off. Yeah, yeah I shut yeah. it off. And I'm like, bow, chicka, wow, wow. Are you now? Just like that. Well, it's more of a, <laughs> less of a, you know, <laughs> slow and sultry, more of a up-tempo yeah, kind of little ditty. situation. Um, so, well, so on the, in that vein, I don't have conversations with myself about like what is this where we go you know not not the greater relationship kind of things by the time I'm having sex I'm not thinking about that but what I what trips me up was something that was happening with her so earlier in the book at some point she's having sex and she can't come and so when she was thinking about it with him, that was really a callback to it because she really has trouble mm-hmm. getting there. And so she was starting to worry about it. And in her head, which we know can keep you from actually coming. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I have done to myself before 
where so fixated on am I gonna come that you don't yeah or like because you got like I have to focus in on it right for it to happen but it can't it has to really be like focused in on okay this feels like this oh that feels like that it can't be oh fuck I've been up here doing this little mm-hmm. move for 10 minutes. This is usually what makes me come. This is like my guaranteed and I haven't come yet. Fuck. Is it going to be another two minutes? Uh, you know, is he going to stay hard in this position? Because this is definitely more for me than it is for him. Do I need to do a little bit of fluffing? You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. then all of that is going through my head and literally he, it's like my current partner can see it and he'll be like, stop, focus 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 <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh because i will literally be like psyching myself Analyzing out the whole situation. yes because i'm worried i'm not gonna and what's crazy is i'm not actually that concerned with coming like i very much am a the jerk yeah i know she's looking at me crazy oh my god well no because i know here's the thing i know i'm always going to come at some point in some way yeah <laughs> right like that's gonna happen and but I am okay like if it doesn't happen in the morning session it'll happen in the evening section I got a pretty good batting average but every now and then if it just feels like really elusive I'll get kind of stuck on the on the treadmill of it all oh yeah yeah yeah, but in general, I am very much of the journey is important to me kind of girl. Oh, totally. Yeah. So yeah. like if if I'm having a fucking fantastic journey, but I don't fall off the cliff, I'm OK with that because no. I'm going to fall off the cliff next time. No, if I'm having no, a you journey, need to, you need to go off the cliff every time. I don't fall off the cliff. Once you fall off the cliff, I'm going to make my I'm going to push myself. Off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I've had multiple times where I've been like okay you know mm. i gotta finish myself off oh yeah and I do. i've done that before oh, do. but it's been a while yeah i mean i that was like now i'm like look we well yeah most i i try to uh because sex is for us not just right. for you or not just for me that's right and so we both gotta we both gotta finish and so you got and, and sometimes it might have been you know like Sex, you know, a lot of times you. I mean, I do come vaginally mm-hmm. most of the time because I know how what to do and yeah. how to move you in order to make me come vaginally. But a lot of times I've come a couple times off ahead before we even get to mm-hmm. this the you know in and out mm-hmm. part of the situation, and so that's I'm okay with that. If you right. know you've made me come off ahead, mm-hmm. then you can get yours. But I refuse to be in a situation <laughs> where you get yours and I didn't get mine. Like, see, I mm. if I were in a and I'm not saying that this is what the situation you're in. If But if I were in a I took this nigga home and we like a one off situation, mm-hmm. then yes, yeah. you're not getting up. <laughs> you were here for a reason. Exactly. Oh, you thought I thought brought you here for sandwiches? No, no. no. Uh-uh. Um, you came home for tacos. Exactly. But if I'm in a situation where I'm getting it this afternoon, I'm going to get it tonight, I'm going to get it in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have been known to even forego the penetrative just because, you know, I, as I've talked before about, I like the control of making a man come. Mm-hmm. So we will do the foreplay 
and then I will refuse to stop the foreplay and finish the situation. Mm-hmm. They get to come. They are also very upset a little bit because yeah. I didn't and their caring partner, but he extra determined later on. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> I'm playing a long game. <laughs> playing a long game. Okay, okay, okay. I and like I'm, it. Yeah, I li- and I like because then there's like this added um, build up and anticipation for me yeah. for the rest of the day because I know what's going to happen later you on. You walk around day. like, ding, 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 yes. ding, 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 ding. Yes. Don't put it on me. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Because he's just a little bit mad because I ignored him and kept going. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It works really well for me. But then there's also the fact that when I do come, it's usually several times. Yeah. So it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. and I ain't got no shortage of orgasms. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I am blessed. Must be nice. Must No, I I too. Um, So uh, wait, but that to say, like, that's me now. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that's me probably for the last, I don't know, last few years. Mm-hmm. But me, when I was super young, you know, early on in my sexual career <laughs> and didn't necessarily always know, like how you were saying that, you know, what angle to put this person, mm-hmm. what position, what angle, what's going to help you to get there. I think, you know, Kira in this story is very young. And mm-hmm. so she hasn't gotten, she don't know how to make her, how her pussy work. Mm-hmm. She hasn't gotten to the point where she knows what works well for her and how to make that happen. And so that is why she is in this situation where she's not coming. It's because she doesn't really know how to yet. Which is why I'd like to take a commercial break and discuss the importance of <laughs> sex toys. Uh, we were just talking to one of our friends about this. I think it's so important for women to, I mean, if, yeah, spend time with yourself. Uh, yeah, you got to spend time with yourself. I don't say you have to have toys, but toys are really helpful because you learn more about yourself mm-hmm. and how to do and what to do in order to bring yourself to an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And I think also we would, I'll probably, especially as a young woman, mm-hmm. probably would have been less likely to to jump into fucking some rando. If you knew that you could get it If on I knew I could do it myself. Yeah. And how to make it happen. You know, mm-hmm. like when I orgasm with guys as a, you know, when I was a little young whippersnapper, <laughs> a young tenderoni. Well, I wouldn't a tenderoni because I wouldn't make myself come. You reach tenderoni status when you can oh, really? come at will. Yeah, okay. that's in that's, the handbook. Gotcha. Um, but when I was younger, I just wasn't sure you know like it would happen and be like oh shit hey right you know, like you just happened to glad you the, came yeah. you know <laughs> glad you showed up but it wasn't like i knew how to make it happen right and then i'm like now you get to the point i know for me mm, i don't I, even really finish a song like <laughs> right like if i i know how to like i know the Mm-hmm. The, the button low, to the hit. pre-check in the pre-check <laughs> lane to orgasmville yes <laughs> like i know how to get there immediately mm-hmm. i mean you know like i don't usually don't hack it unless i'm like sleeping <laughs> just trying to get to bed right. but you know like i think it's so important for us to be you know normalize sex toys mm-hmm. and get a little vibrator or a, or a rabbit or something mm-hmm. so that you know maybe i maybe i know i need to focus on my clip maybe i need to go deeper for the g-spot right. this is where the g-spot is this is the position that the dick has to hit mm-hmm. in order to hit my g-spot 
all of that. I think yeah. it's so important. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you're um, what is what was it? It was fourth grade in my school where they broke. They split us up, you know, the mm-hmm. boys assigned gender and the, the yeah. folks who are assigned girls and we're in separate rooms. And all we learned about was fucking tampons and pads. Yes. Yes. Teach them about a clit. Right. And yeah. well, and then so fifth grade, we had sex ed and we were all together and we had like a question box where you could like uh, anonymously yeah. ask questions or whatever. But we didn't know what to ask. And I, I remember at one point or maybe it was in one of those little books that they gave you that were really just like shilling for like uh like feminine hygiene products, mm-hmm. like to try to get steer you toward a brand. Um, but I remember they would always tell you, like, take a mirror and look so that you can know where everything is, is and where it's coming out. Ain't of. no point knowing where it is. If you don't know how to exactly, and so my point is, at that point, we should also be talking about pleasure, not just thinking yeah. about our vaginas as a source of, you know, oh, you're gonna because have cramps and there's gonna be blood, and no, that even, wasn't part of that. No, show clips no, they show you the urethra, they show you the vaginal opening, and they show you the anus. That's it. At least back when we learned that yeah, shit, they and just I'm like, show you the openings you where things whole, go in and come out. You missed the party. Yeah, and they only focus on the fact that things come out of those spaces, right? Yeah. Like they talk about how you have your period. They talk about how babies come out, but they don't say shit about what it means to put things in them in a sex positive way. Yeah, at all. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like you know we have to normalize it from really young. I mean, you know, I. You'll be amazed the amount of women, like grown ass adult. Because mm-hmm. my new thing is, I buy young girls vibrators. Mm, nice. Um, I have a friend whose daughter. Shout out to you! I know you're listening. Oh, I know who um, you're talking about. Hey, who is about to leave her college, and I'm like, she's getting a vibrator from mm-hmm. me because I think it's important for young women to get, you know, to know themselves yeah. and know what's going on and feel things out. And she was like, "Well, what about me?" <laughs> or her mama. Yeah, I'm like, you're a grown-ass one with two kids. And not to, you know, shame you or woo-woo I mean, you. I but bought you a like, vibrator. But it wasn't my first. No, it was just because I thought she it was would like it. <laughs> and you broke, did you break yours? Is that what happened? I was literally going through, like, <laughs> divorce mm-hmm. slash, uh, what, what does our therapist call it? Uh, I was on a sex sabbatical. Like, yes. a, no, mm-hmm. no dating no flirting mm-hmm. i no too was on that sabbatical fucking like <laughs> nothing i couldn't even flirt with anybody mm-hmm. it was bad uh-huh. and so all i had was my trusty dusty vibrator and when i tell you that vibrator was dusty because i went to go grab it and that bitch was like uh-uh not today so Kimberly was kind enough to gift me with a great vibrator but all that to say like Please get to know yourself. Get you a good vibrator. Um, you can do a rabbit if you're just trying to do something mm-hmm. small. Get you a little bullet vibrator. Yeah. Put it to your clit. And I promise you, you will see stars yeah. in the good way. But, but even I think backing up on that, like as a mom of a girl and I mean, of a <laughs> mom of a boy, too. I think it's really important that we... Um, we create positive connections with our kids and their genitals. I mean, so, you know, when my kid was born and, you know, folks can take this how they want, but like when I would change her diaper, Mm -hmm. I was, I always had a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. Even if she has shat up her back. (laughs) FYI, God, mama did not, but continue. (laughs) 
even if you know I had to take off all her clothes because there was poop in her hair and on my bed these are all things that happen in real life I always even if it smelled awful which is what happened when she finally started eating real food I always had a smile on my face I never wanted her even from the very young age of one day old Mm -hmm. to ever have a negative association with her personal parts yeah so it to me it started there and then you know I think people are always surprised at how early kids start to touch themselves but it starts very early and you're never prepared as a parent (laughs) but you gotta I remember the first time I found out about mine and I freaked the fuck out internally oh, okay internally like inside mm-hmm. i was like running a why do you think you freaked out just because this is my baby mm-hmm. and it's like like i want him to still be you know like you associate touching yourself and getting pleasure from your parts with adulthood and you know and so it was one of those see that's part of the shift that has to happen where we don't think of that as just being yeah no i i completely agree but instinctively as a (laughs) mom i was just like oh my god he's playing with himself next thing you know i'm gonna catch a little bitch in his room oh god you know i mean like that yeah that's that's what it was that's literally what it was but externally i was just like hey kid Take that to your room. Right. You know, because I don't want him to have these like weird mm-hmm. creepo, like, you know, these weird associations with like, right. you know, I can't pull out my, I mean, I don't need him pulling out his dick anywhere. <laughs> but you know, like just, you meet people and they they have like some of the strangest like things, like hangups about their yeah. body. And it's like, I or, don't Or want a total to disconnect from their body. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, he don't necessarily need to be the dude like butt naked, <laughs> full frontal having a conversation <laughs> about grilling this weekend with right, a guy with in his the locker room. Right. But at the same time, like, I don't want you, you know, <laughs> being the kid that like has to run and hide in a corner when it's time to like, you know, mm, change, change shirts and gym, gym, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, like internally, I was like having a full meltdown just because mm. I was like, oh. <laughs> but external, I was like, hey, bud, quit flicking it. Because it was one of them like, you know how they just like. <laughs> just touching it. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, there, mean, there's no outcome they're expecting. They're literally just touching it because it's theirs and they realize it was there. Oh, that feels like something. It, and let's be honest. If I had a dick, I would totally, well, not even a dick, balls. I would like, I'd probably be late to work playing with them motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, and not that they're just like, I don't know. But then I saw someone on Twitter, this quote goes completely uncredited. I have cannot remember who said it, but someone was like, uh, if I want to play with balls, I'll just play with my elbows. Wait, we both touching our, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. yeah. If I right? stretch it all the way out. It's yeah, it gets yeah. a little, little doughy. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So when I first realized that that was happening, um, I... I, I, don't, I don't remember an internal. I was just like, oh, okay, she's touching herself. And so we had a conversation. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, you know, that's yours. I was like, you can touch it as much as you want. I was like, but I think she was in the living room. I was like, but 
So, you know how we talked about it, there are some parts of our body that are just for you and that are private and that nobody else should ever touch unless you give them permission. And, you know, I was like, and that really is just me and your doctor. <laughs> um, I was like, that's one of those parts. So if you want to touch it, you've got this amazing room. I was like, you can go to your room. You can spend as much time in there as you want to with that. I was like, it's fun. It's yours. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and so she went to her room. She's there for a couple minutes. And then she, I was like, go wash your hands. <laughs> right. Go put some sanitizer on that. <laughs> and then she went on back about her business. And so, I mean, I have definitely had to remind her over the years to go, you know, to her room. She's good about it now. Um <laughs> But I, you know, it works. And and if she ever has any, you know, discomfort, any ish, anything around her vagina, because I was really positive in the way that I reacted to it, she ain't got no problem being like, "Mama, it hurt," or "Mama," you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, maybe you need to give it a little. You've been touching. Give it a rest. <laughs> give it a rest. I'm like, give it, give it the night, you know, and then in the morning, see how things are feeling. And she's like, okay, and then she go to sleep, like. <laughs> I think it's because I've always been super intentional about making her feel comfortable with her body, all of its parts. So we need to normalize that. I think. Yeah. Something else that we need to normalize. Hmm. Well, I don't know how I think hopefully it's normalized, but you know, this is some fancy space age pimping going on in this story, (laughs) um, particularly in this excerpt. But I liked how they stopped to, Yes. Well, now, granted, is not you know we're not walking around with it on our iPhones. Mm -hmm. I actually do have it on my phone. Well, in your watch, you don't just scan your watch. Girl, I ain't got no fancy. Exactly. I mean, you couldn't (laughs) do that anyway. But all all that to say, it's Mm -hmm. not like you can just run a stat. You know, like run your information. But I thought it was really cool how this author wrote in. Mm-hmm. something about that because i mean it's missing from a lot of most the, stuff i mean folks don't pull out condoms folks don't talk about their status or yeah. like that. and so i think it was it was really great um that she added that that was a mm-hmm. part of this story yeah i just don't like that he was like i trust you but it happens it I absolutely mean, yeah, is realistic like it happen. yeah. yeah it's so, realistic as hell it's just like based on what my g like yeah you can't. <laughs> so how do you ask? How do you do it? <laughs> um, it, it very directly. Um, at this point, so <laughs> there was this time where I was getting flewed out to go see somebody who I've been friends with for years, and we had decided that we were going to have sex, mm-hmm. and. I wanted the full complement of services, mm-hmm. so. I got, you know, I had, I had my test. I hadn't had sex since the last time I got testing. And I do actually keep it on my phone, saved as a favorite. Mm-hmm. And uh, I texted it to him and was like, I want to be able to do all the things. Here are my test results. I need you to get tested and send them to me. And then we can have fun. And he said, bet, let me call and make an appointment. Cool. And then once he was done, he sent it to me. Um, and my current relationship is basically how it usually goes. Like if I'm with somebody, I just be like, look, I want us once I get to the point where I do want to be able to do all the things and I trust them and blah, blah, blah. Um, I literally just say, look, I want us to be able to do all the things, but I can't do that unless I know that you're safe. And that means that you have to get tested. And so they do it. 
I need to see date stamps. I need <laughs> like all the things. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, am just as forthcoming with my own information. And no one's ever asked me to take another test. I think I've always trusted, you know, that I Once was giving them. Well, no, that I was giving them the most recent information. Oh, yeah, no, not. No, I've never had them. But see, I get tested annually for everything anyway. Um, I remember when I was. I was living in New York. I was in my 20s and I was going, you know, to the doctor and it was more like a it was just my regular doctor's office. And I would have them test like do blood tests for everything, Mm -hmm. including, you know, HIV. And I remember one of the doctors was like, well, I mean, there are other ways to prevent HIV. You don't need to get tested every year. And I was like, are you fucking stupid? You're supposed to get tested every six months. Yeah. (laughs) If you're, you know, out there doing it like that. Yeah. And I mean, I was in a committed relationship. But but to me. You can have all the I know firsthand that you can have all the faith and trust in somebody who has committed to you and then find out that that ain't what's shaking. And then you don't know what you got because you're not getting yourself just tested all the time. And Mm -hmm. so that has been, you know, since I started having sex, I have gotten tested at least annually for everything because Mm -hmm. I just yeah, we can be intercommitted, whatever. And I can trust you. And but who knows what the fuck you're doing with your dick when I'm not around. And I'm not trying to fuck around and, you know, have something pop up that I can't get rid of or have long term consequences like PID and infertility or any of these things, because I decided that I want to completely take your word on the fact that nothing was going on. Yeah. So what about you? How do you ask? Um, yeah, I don't think I ask. I just like you. I just do. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, I don't. I mean, I guess I could access my test results through my phone but i don't certainly don't keep it saved it's just a, a screenshot of lab core yeah i don't so. <laughs> yeah, i guess I, I guess i could but yeah um i say hey i got tested recently or i mean i do testing every six months mm-hmm. um i do uh annually with my doctor and then usually go to planned parenthood or something yeah usually planned parent when i'm planned parenthood like i go back to my doctor or because they're really good about like just you know quick checks mm-hmm. or i hit up the patient first mm-hmm. and um oh, i've never yeah, yeah. done that there they that's do a good idea first, okay. urgent care um that's so much faster than Planned Parenthood Ooh, you smart bitch yeah so you know I say hey these are my recent test results let me see yours mm-hmm. um and then we go from there but um it's I mean it used to be difficult it used to be a not a sexy conversation yeah but now it's an even more I mean like it's still not a sexy conversation, mm-hmm. but when you're prepared, I'm like, oh, you really about to get this pussy because you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like you I to me, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a turn on and we grown. Like, I don't feel like I should have to yeah. beat around a bush about whether or not where you're healthy and I'm healthy and we can do this. And I think part of it, too, is that I do usually frame it in the context of like, I want to be able to do all the things. And I that is exactly why it's important to mm-hmm. me. Um, I mean, beyond the fact that, of course, we know that condoms don't protect from everything yeah. and, uh, you know, whatnot. And but and even then, in some cases, there will still be times when we will use condoms, even though we have done the testing thing. It doesn't necessarily preclude from that, but it definitely makes me feel more at ease when it comes to oral sex Swapping and things like that. Juices. Fluids, exactly. <laughs> Um, I have to have that before I do it because I'm not interested in taking in nothing home. Office. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So now down to the nitty gritty of this. <laughs> the actual sex. Mm. 
Honey, so I like a big guy. We know that, mm-hmm. right? It's oh, yeah. very clear. I, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I will entertain the smaller will brethren. With, mm. I have. Um, I have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I but see a few in I, my head. Huh? I see a few in my head. Yeah. But I like a big guy, mm-hmm. primarily because I like to be manhandled. I like to be picked up and tossed around. And so when he picked her up, mm-hmm. I was like, well, murder she wrote. <laughs> you about to murder this pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was cool. And, you know, me, the when she moved her hands after he told her not to, when he slapped her. I was going to say, like, mm. the, I have a note right here, knowing to give direction. So sexy. Yeah. Because it's one of those things you have to fill it out. Not every woman is into, you no. know, pain Mm-mm. or, you know, yeah. that element. Um, so even bigger than the slapping her on the thigh, it was just like, they were feeling it out and he, Mm -hmm. and he knew, not even if he knew, but he was able to kind of test the waters and see how she responded. In a way that wasn't, you know, over the top or wouldn't freak her out. Yeah, And and she's still young in this. So it's not like, he know, slapped her on the thigh and threw a collar around her neck. Right. But it was just enough, you know, restriction and rules Mm -hmm. to kind of surprise herself yeah when she was surprised that it actually yeah that it worked for her that she liked it that's how i felt i know you're a nipple gal but that's Mm -hmm. how i felt the first time i like had my nipples like pinched hard i Mm -hmm. was like oh what wait (laughs) whoa (laughs) it was like wow that happens like yeah for some people really does that yeah so i thought that was like really cool like Mm -hmm. just how you know how he was so good at kind of nudging her towards the direction yeah no it was good and she followed Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is not always easy to do if especially if that's not what you're used to doing if that's not your thing yeah and it pushed her over yes it did Mm -hmm. and so once she got over they made it to the mountaintop Mm -hmm. they sitting looking Looking on the side of the rock at all the <laughs> land that they've conquered and enjoying <laughs> surveying themselves. Surve- surveying what happened. Her ass start talking. This bitch. And fucked it up. She said, thank you. But beyond that, she said, yeah, I'm sure there's, you know, folks all over the realm yeah, and that I have experienced that. That was her doing it. I think that was her talking to talking out loud, talking herself down. Absolutely. This isn't what I, what I think it is, yes. what I want it to be. Calm down, bitch. It's fine. He doing this to everybody. You're not special. Don't treat him like he's special. Exactly. Yes. So have you had a situation where you've talked yourself out of sec- seconds? No, I'm greedy. So you've never been in it and like had a good time and it said something that completely killed the mood. No, not that I can think of. Yeah, you're. She just. This bitch told me about how a fucking transformer blew up out her window last night and they kept fucking. So I don't. Yeah, think there's much I that don't. Kills, kills the mood. I mean, I did get up, but then I got back down. <laughs> <laughs> so has anyone said anything to you post sex that? That have talked about it. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm, like, seeing that whole scene last night. Um, ooh, that made me not want to do it again. That was just like, you know what? You was about to get some more head. Now your ass got to go home. I mean, you know, there was the guy who I talked about in another episode who complained about how wet it was to give me head. <laughs> you said that, like, post-sex, like, y'all laying her naked? Um, 
It was when we were switching positions from him giving me head. Oh. He was like, this is just, it's just so messy. And I, you know, I, I it, it, we got to wipe up and all of this. And I'm you like, don't wipe up. You just keep going. Hello? And I was like, like he basically, I was like, so what, you don't want to do it? And he was like, nah, it's too messy. And that's why I was like, bet, I'm not sucking your dick no more. I literally just said that. <laughs> like it was as we were transitioning oh my god so he talked himself out of ever having head again for me because i never did it again yeah note to man a lot of times you can get so much farther if you just shut, shut the up. fuck just, up just shut up if you don't know what to say or if you're not sure if it's gonna be don't corny say nothing. just don't say nothing because she gonna make up some shit that you saying in your mind that's probably <laughs> sexier than anything you could say <laughs> giving you all kinds of grace yeah she probably she probably said the most specific shit that you would have never thought of in a million years but it, it hits her right in that button mm-hmm. and she's like a waterfall so if you're unsure just don't just say don't shit because it's easier to talk yourself out of some pussy than yeah. it is to talk yourself into something has anyone ever done that to you or have you ever Oh, I'm queen of some like weird shit to say. Ooh, like say. what? Like you know me and <laughs> mate Moop. I am a robot dinosaur. Call back to <laughs> yes. episode one or whatever. Um, let me think. I mean, yeah, I'm a I, yeah, like I'm the nigga that could talk myself out of some dick. Mm. Well, no, I couldn't. I mean, you know, <laughs> men are men are simple. <laughs> men are simple. We love you though. <laughs> we love you though. Um, you know. Bringing up old shit, uh, mm. you know, I I'm quick to be like, "Who? You really murdered that pussy?" No, who was that bitch you was in the store with? Uh, you mean my cousin? Uh, no, I'd be like, "Who that dusty asshole you was in the store with?" He'd be like, you mean my mama? You call my mama dusty hoe? Oh my bad. Let me just go home. I've definitely probably done something equivalent to that. I mean, I can't think of specifics, but I know for a fact that I have killed a mood or mm. two in my in my day um with regard to someone saying something that would kill a mood Mm. or something being done i mean hmm i can't oh shit i don't ask questions (laughs) (laughs) you ain't gonna answer about answers for myself uh well mm, you know i will hmm okay I got one, kind of. Mm-hmm. Why you think? Um, I was having I sex with this dude. Uh, well, bitch, multitask. Um, and it seemed to me, which is what I said out loud after, that he was trying to hurt me, mm-hmm. but not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, and his shit was fucked up, and it's not like we had a conversation about boundaries or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it's like the position that he kept trying to put me in was like, and it was the only position he wanted to have sex in. And it was like, if I screamed, that was like, you know, getting him really. And I, so I said after, I was like, you know, it really felt like you were trying to hurt me. And um, he just kind of froze, mm-hmm. which is how I knew I was fucking right. Mm-hmm. And then um, that dude ghosted me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think like I, can't I yeah, like I caught. And I, so, you know, you can be into BDSM and you can be a masochist and all of this stuff and have con- you should be having conversations with the people that you're with and be honest about what you want and what gets you off. And if you have a consenting partner, that shit can work. 
But to me, it he felt super dishonest. Exactly. That's what that gets, gets him off. off. Exactly. And so I feel like it wasn't that I said anything wrong. I think that that was exactly what I should have said. Mm-hmm. and was absolutely what I w- wanted to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I do believe that that's the reason that he disappeared because I had called him on his shit. Yeah, because let's be clear. I think the if if it's possible to like say something and like completely dead it a lot of times I'm not gonna say all the times but a lot of times you're like if you're able to say something you got one foot in and one foot out yeah, anyway if you're able to say something if you're able to say one thing that can kill everything mm-hmm. it's like y'all what that really wasn't right, shit anyway you know because even if I say something out of pocket the right person is laughing at your dumb ass yeah, like, <laughs> Um, robot dinosaur ass chick right yeah so um but i can't think of any i i mean like again i've had a long and storied past um and i'll let y'all know if there was something that i that was said i feel like there is but i can't come to mind of anything where someone something was said to Mm -hmm. me that was like good hey bitch (laughs) you know i mean yeah Cause usually I, I mean, I get all those questions out of the way up front. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, early on, I remember I was on a date with a guy and I don't know why, but I got the feeling that he had someone. Mm, it was just your spidey sense. My your spidey sense. So I was you, like, yeah. you know, are you dating someone or do you have a girlfriend? He was like, no, nah. I was like, well, is there someone that would be upset that, that you were here with me right that now? That's the way I asked that question. Yeah. That you told me that you don't have someone. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we Ooh. Said, I said, well, Ooh. all right. Yeah, so thankfully I got that out of the way because he definitely was gonna get some pussy, but you know mm. he got I got that out the way and mm-hmm. got. I asked that question and I I always say, is there somebody who would be upset that you're with me right now? Because saying girlfriend or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. they lie. <laughs> I mean they gonna lie anyway, but I feel like that one, ooh, um, sometimes at least gets to the heart of the matter, or they react in such a way. Yeah. Like in your situation, she can tell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where they reveal all. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in the bigger book, the uh lead what's the protagonist? protagonist yes. The lead actress, the protagonist, <laughs> Kira, is caught in a love triangle of sorts. Mm-hmm. She has a, you know, she's torn between two. Yeah. Ah, uh, if I could live without him, I would. What are you singing? I'm in love with another man, Jasmine Sullivan. I don't know that song. It is, oh, bitch. <laughs> I did my car singing hard. Okay. Oh, what on with him? Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. Y'all got to listen to that. But I, oh, I love me some Jasmine Sullivan. Anyway, so she's on some I'm in love with another man shit. Mm-hmm. Have you been, I mean, that's some juicy shit that I'd like, when I tell you I'm running from that kind of drama, but have you ever been in a cop between two? Mm, no. I have been in a, I'm firmly over here, but I am what ifing the fuck out of this other situation, situation. Bitch, you know this. Hunker down. I have definitely, yes, where I was firmly in a committed relationship, but there was a uh, uh, oh yeah, a past situation uh-huh. where 
it ended not on bad terms. It just ended. It ended because of logistics and, you know, whatever. And so there was always kind of in the back of my head a what if that had actually worked out kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it definitely wasn't a I'm torn between. It was just like, eh, if I'm ever free, then I'll try it. And if I'm not, then I'm not because I'm right over here. So, no, I've never felt torn between two people because I'm very much like, and I guess it still kind of holds true, although now it's much more intentional. But my cycle was always when I was like, you know, younger dating, I would date a whole bunch of people and then very quickly narrow it down to somebody and then keep it moving. It was always way too quickly, as my mm-hmm. history will show. Um, and then once I came off of my man sabbatical, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I was very intentionally dating at least three people at a time, very openly and, you know, honestly, so that I would give each one um, the correct amount of consideration yeah. as I was trying to figure out if I wanted to spend extended time with any of those people. Um and but it, it never it always would narrow down or honestly, more often than not, I would just stop talking to all of them because none of them yeah. <laughs> were really uh, a good match for me. But no, I don't think I ever have. Have you? No, I'm the type of person when I when I decide to rock with you, then you it just everything else cuts off. Mm-hmm, um, same. Yeah, I mean, I used to think that shit was like, you know, romantic and ooh, you're caught between two people. And I'm now I'm like, that, that shit sound like, sounds like ugh. a fucking headache. Yeah. I don't does. understand it. I don't wanna have to Mm-mm. it's hard enough for me to care about one person, <laughs> let alone multiple people. Which yes. is what we'll get into when we discuss polyamory, because Yeah. Honey, like I'm trying to be considered it takes a lot. It does. That's why I think to be considered one other person's emotion. Yeah, I mean, we're we're obviously not talking about that now, but like that's why I think the people who think, oh, it's for people who don't want to commit, I'm like, "Mm, no, no, it's 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 like the opposite of that. It it seems to me level commitment to care about two people Mm -hmm. or more. Yeah, I I feel like you know all our polyamorous listeners, y'all have like super evolved. Hey, hats off, shit. Yeah, because this wraps up this week's episode of the Turn On. Yay! Once again, we did it. We, we made did. it past the finish line. It we was are, fun. We are on the top of the rock. We went over the cliff. Surveying all the <laughs> damage that we've done. Damage? All the goodness. Okay. We're looking upon a sea of dildos and happy faces. <laughs> I like it. So, thank you for joining us again. These are your hosts, your lovely hosts, Erica. Erica and Karia. And we are two hosts. Making, making it, it clap. clap. This week's episode was produced by us, Erica, Easy E, and Killer Can, and edited by Ballistic. The theme song is from Brazy. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at the Turn On Pod and Instagram at the Turn On Podcast. And find links to books, transcripts, guest info, and other fun stuff at the Turn On Podcast.com. Holla! Holla!